All ever considered that? Wake up in the morning, you gon' wake up in the morning. Fuck, I'm talking right now. You're about to experience a morning show unlike any other. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I hope to see What you guys are doing right now, it's the hub culture. The Breakfast Club is my morning sit. I need it and I love it so much. Don't feel like you really not popping until you do the Breakfast Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all's show, man. I know really? you gotta be a big time celebrity to be up in here. You gotta be, you gotta be big time. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Break the morning, DJ Envy. Hey, Charlemagne is out today. Yes, he's on a vacay. Yeah, he's on a vacay. I think he's out today, and I think Monday's his birthday, so he's taking a, a day off. So, a couple days off, I should say. What's going on, Oye? Uh, everything's good. Yesterday, I actually did this fundraiser for Nicholas House, mm-hmm. and it was all about homelessness. They provide uh, help for people looking for shelter for families, okay. and then they provide, after that, two years to make sure that everything is still... Uh, on the up and up and everything's going well and it's also about mental health disparities and you know there's a large number of people in homeless shelters or who are homeless with mental health issues got you got you got you got you that's a great thing and you know what i i realized you know um i'm moving which is crazy because i'm moving during a pandemic um and my wife doesn't necessarily uh want movers or anybody in the house uh but people we know and people that we know have been quarantining so we have to move everything ourselves. So everything, we're literally moving. Problem with that is, it's like I said the other day on the radio, I just realized my wife's a hoarder. Like, there is mm-hmm. mad stuff in our house. Like, I'm talking about yeah, shoes that my wife has probably had for 25, 30 years. Like, when, when you I say... Actually- I got rid of a bunch of shoes that I've had forever. As a matter of fact, I think, I think my feet grew because I used to wear a size 7, now I wear a size 8. Wow. So this, there's so much things. So what I'm trying to do, figure out is, and maybe you guys can help me out there. I'm sure you can hit me on the DM. There's so much stuff that we have to donate that I just never did. Like I have furniture that has to be donated. I have lighting fixtures that had to be donated. I have baby clothes that has to be donated. I have regular clothes that has to be donated. I have so much stuff that has to be donated that I just want to find a good place for it. Cause a lot of the stuff is just really nice stuff. It is just, it's just old, you know, but I'm sure it can help somebody. I'm sure, like you said, you know, Maybe, you know, if, when they're finding people You can home, donate to shelters. Yeah, donate to shelters and things like that. So mm-hmm. I need to, if you can, just DM me a list of things and I'm, I'm going to start uh, donating things and just drive. It's not going to be, you know, box nice. I put everything neatly in a garbage bag. My best friend is the black garbage bag. I put everything in a black garbage bag. And um, I'm going to start donating a lot of that stuff because it's just, it's just so much, so much stuff. So that's what we've been doing. We've been packing. My kids hate me right now because it's like 90 degrees and we've been driving, putting stuff in the car and driving to the other house and, and loading and unloading, but it's good. It, it's keeping us it's keeping us close, but it's keeping us fighting. Like, me and my son had a fight yesterday. I, told, I called him lazy. Mm. And he was like, why am I lazy? Why am I lazy? I said, because everybody's cleaning and you hiding in your room. He was like, well, when you ask me to do something, I do it. I'm like, yeah, but then when you do it, you go hide. I'm like, you see the whole family boxing stuff and doing things. You need to help. And then I remember <laughs> when I was a 16-year-old, I did the same thing. I'm out. When I knew my mom was cleaning, I tried to go hide. But ah, that's that's what well, we've been doing. 
Hopefully, when we get back in the studio, y'all clean up because you and Charlamagne are hoarders. Yes. Yeah, I'm realizing that. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm going to just be giving a, a lot of stuff away because it's, it's, it's only right. Now, Sherry Shepard will be joining us this morning. We'll kick it with Sherry Shepard. Uh, she has a new uh, flick on. It's on Netflix, right? It's Mystic a series. It's the, second, a series. it's the second season of it. Mm-hmm. So we'll kick it with Sherry Shepard. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, we will be talking about the House. They have approved a police reform bill that's named in honor of George Floyd. So we'll tell you about the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act of 2020. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with your president, Donald Trump. And now he was uh, talking about how Democratic-run U.S. cities are like living in hell and worse than Afghanistan. He was doing a Fox News town hall. And Sean Hannity asked him about soaring crime in some big cities. Here's what he said. Chicago's an example. It's like worse than Afghanistan. Take a look at Detroit. Take a look at what's happening in Oakland. Take a look at what's happening in Baltimore. And everyone gets upset when I say it. They say, oh, is that a racist statement? It's not a racist. Frankly, black people come up to me, say, thank you. They want help. These cities, it's like living in hell. If I've ever seen a case, I know it's very controversial to say, stop and frisk. You take guns away. Rudy Giuliani was a great mayor. He did it in New York. He started it, and it worked great. I wonder why we stopped doing that. I mean, come on. As we're trying to make sure that uh, the police departments aren't still racially profiling and killing our people, you want to bring back stop and frisk? Yeah. And, you know, the, 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 the crazy thing about it is with, with Donald Trump, he has no clue. You know, he talks about all these different cities, whether it's Detroit, Chicago, uh, Oakland, or what, whatever he's talking about. First of all, it's not worse than Afghanistan. And there's parts of these cities, yeah, that are bad, but there's parts of the cities that are doing well. And stop and frisk was something that I, um, I'm not going to front. At first, I kind of was like, yeah, I think we need to get more guns off the street. And then when I broke down how they do stop and frisk, it's absolutely positively wrong. Oh, uh, yeah, targeting black and brown people. Targeting black and brown people in certain areas just walking up and down the street. And that's absolutely positively wrong. Somebody who's been for robbed no at reason. gunpoint. They can stop you for no reason at all. Yeah, somebody that's been shot at, uh, attempted robbery a couple of times. Yeah, I just wanted guns off the street, but stop and frisk is not the way. Stop and frisk is absolutely not the way. There's so many people that get arrested, get into altercations, get into fights, get into problems with police officers for nothing because of stop and frisk. And they only well, usually stop about- frisking just our community, so it's not right. Well, let's talk about one person who was stopped, and that was Elijah McLean, a 23-year-old black man who was put into a chokehold by police who stopped him on the street in Denver last year because he was, quote, being suspicious. And right now they are finally going to open up an investigation and possibly prosecute the three white officers who were previously cleared in Elijah McLean's case. And that's all because the people have spoken out. Now, he was... Wearing a ski mask and waving his arms, that's what the call said that came in as he was walking Mm -hmm. down the street on August 24th. Police Mm -hmm. body camera video shows an officer getting out of his car, approaching him and saying, stop right there, stop, I have a right to stop you because you're being suspicious. And in the video, you can see they're telling him, stop tensing up. Now, McLean responds that, let go of me, I am an introvert, please respect the boundaries that I am speaking 
And he also was saying that he had to stop his music so he could listen. He was listening to music. He says, you guys starting to started to arrest me, and I was stopping my music to listen. Elijah McLean's mother has spoken out, and she's talking about her son who was killed last summer when he was confronted by the police. And she says that he was murdered. Three million people signed a petition calling for a reexamination. And here is what Shanine McLean had to say. And the only thing that would make me feel better as a mom was them to have life in prison. They've seem, somehow been able to block us off, you know, whichever way we try to go as far as getting justice for Elijah. It, it's such an elaborate cover-up. The way everything is just so intricately detailed and put in place just to get away with murder. How, how was he, he killed? Yeah, I'm not familiar with the story. So many stories. Was he shot? They put him was in a chokehold. Choke they hold? put him in a chokehold. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. That's so yes. crazy. And then again, you and know, he this even is what... said to them on the video, "I have no gun. I don't do that stuff." And then he became unconscious. He went unconscious after that. He was pronounced brain dead three days later. Mm-mm-mm. He went into cardiac arrest. And they said he wore a ski mask because it was soothing to him. I guess there was some issues that he was having that he had, and so it was a common thing for him. Yeah, and that goes back to. Um... When I say that we need more officers from the community that know people in our community, I don't even know if he was in his community, but this is where I always say, you know, I always remember that that one kid on my block that had Down syndrome. And, you know, he sometimes he was a kid that, you know, was very aggressive because, I mean, obviously he had, you know, he had Down syndrome. So, I mean, when there was an incident and he came out the, the house and he was running around, people were usually scared, but my dad knew. So when police would come, if there was an issue or a situation, my dad would be like, nah, nah, I'll, I'll take care of it. Let me call his mom. You know, because we knew on the block what it was. But if it was an outside officer, they would have no clue. And maybe they would have tackled him. Maybe they would uh, put him in a chokehold. Maybe they would shoot him because they just wouldn't know. He's, he, he wasn't a bad person. He just had situations to deal with. And that's why we need more they, officers in the community that know the community. Well, with Elijah McClain, they said he had anemia and he would sometimes get cold. So he would wear an open-faced ski mask because of that. And he was a massage therapist. Mm. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. Yeah, they said he had a heart attack on the way to the hospital, went brain dead and pronounced dead six days later. Wow. <sighs> All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Envy, Big Chocolate, the toe sucker. What's up, kid? Big Chocolate, Ooh. the toe sucker. What's, what's up, up, brother? Man? How are you? It's been a long time. Hey. How are we doing? So, Envy, what's up? You see Evelyn Lozada started... Uh, I thought you might like what? this, though. I saw Evelyn Lozada started an OnlyFans page with just her feet. Just her feet. <laughs> How are toes looking? You tell me. Oh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. So, I was thinking so about starting one for my feet, man. Envy, listen, uh, you hazelnut-looking Negro. Now, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel wow. finally apologized for doing blackface. Do you agree mm-hmm. that Robert Downey Jr. should apologize for doing blackface? Or should the Black Panther from Wakanda not do another movie with him? Do you agree? And Tropic Thunder? Right, exactly. Yeah, if he did blackface, I think anybody should apologize if he did blackface. Why? What's the problem? Uh, Absolutely, brother. There you go, Envy. There you go, man. Listen, I hear you got a TV show coming, bro. Put me in that, okay? You know I'm a toe sucker for high if you so desire, right? Y'all take care. Wow. Just so you know, Robert Downey Jr. said he has no regrets over his blackface in Tropic Thunder. So I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But I think anybody who sees the blackface that knows should apologize. I mean, why wouldn't you? If you know that it was wrong. Anyway, hello, who's this? This is John from Fayetteville, North Carolina. John, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, I, one thing I want to talk about is the uh, police reform bills, man. So I think these police reform bills are just smoke, smoke screens. Because remember, Sandra Bland, they did a police reform bill for a settlement in her case. Mm-hmm. And then, surprisingly, it got wiped away. It, nobody knows what happened with it. A police reform bill? Yeah, so when Sandra, the Sandra Bland case for one uh, part of her settlement, it was a bill that they were supposed to impose as part of the settlement. And then after the case got dismissed, well, after the case got completed, the police reform bill just supposedly on somewhere just disappeared somewhere. The Sandra Bland Act? Yeah, the Sandra Bland Act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel you. I, I I always feel like everybody does a lot of talking, and then after the talking simmers down, we kind of forget. And and do the bills ever pass? Do we ever well, get yeah, what, so we, what we want to get done? Do these well, reform bills ever go thing. through? I think they just. Normally, the what thing. happens is it it passes the House of Representatives, but then in the Senate, which is Republican, Re- Republican, that's where they they did the bill, and that's probably what's going to happen with this George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. That's what they think is going to happen. That's why they. That's why I always encourage everybody to go vote and to make sure that they vote, just not for the president, but for every other office as well. We have to continue. You have to, to get vote some, to make sure. get rid of some of these people in the Senate. Absolutely. Yeah, and another thing I want to say is, I don't think the president. I just left Afghanistan not too long ago. Mm-hmm. The president don't know what Afghanistan feel like. To he say don't know what Chicago feel like. <laughs> he don't know what Brooklyn he don't know feels what like. Afghanistan feel like. He was in Afghanistan for all the two days. He don't know what none of the, none of it. in Afghanistan. He know he knows what his golf course feels like. That's about it. He knows what the White House feels like. He he doesn't go out. He doesn't know what any of these things feel like. That man was on the big. That man was on the biggest base in Afghanistan and had the whole base shut down while he was there. He don't know what Afghanistan is. Mm-hmm. All right, brother. Thank you for calling. I right, appreciate y'all. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? And Guaguan, man. Peace and blessings, man. Well, Guaguan, man. Porta potty guy. What's mad? up, brother? Sean Stone. His name is not Porta potty guy anymore. I know. I, know. I called him Sean Stone, but it's, it is what it is. Sorry, Sean Stone. What's up, brother? Hey, it's all good, man. How, how you guys doing today, man? Everything good? We're doing good. You got a poem for us today, man? Uh, hey, yeah, man. You want me to recite a poem? Sean Stone, you were going crazy last time because you said we didn't play your poem. You were mad about it. Yeah, you, I was, you okay I was, now? You know what I mean? Nah, nah, I'm still not okay. I, I would like to cite my poem. And I heard Envy is giving away some stuff, and I'm just wondering if I could get the furniture. You know what I mean? Yeah. No problem. I'll come and get it. Why won't you, you know give it mean? to him? Um, honestly, exactly. because he has a job and he's working. I'm, the, I'm I want to give something to somebody that has nothing. Like, I'm, I'm being honest. You 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 have work. You working. You've been working. Just because you're working, just because you're working though, doesn't mean that there's exactly. not some struggles. Right, but there's a lot of people out there that that lost their jobs during the pandemic that are not working. I'd rather help them. From my job, brother. I was laid out from my job. You know what I mean? For like a month. You feel me? You know what I mean? I'm you're saying I work right. hard. I hustle. You, you feel me? I, I but if you, you have you. the furniture and you're giving give away the furniture, something. why not? You know, give something. You know what I mean? I got, a lamp. I got a lamp for you, brother. I got a lamp for you. But I, there's a lot of people out there that don't have nothing, that are homeless, that don't have... A, do you have a bed? I recently I recently donated to Carol Horn when the, or when the lady was on the radio talking about her situation. That's dope. Me too. I didn't even have much to donate, but I donated to 
Yeah. 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 Stone is an essential worker. He's a sanitation worker. He works hard. I didn't say he didn't. Envy's like, yo, no. I'm just saying, Sean Stone has a good job. He's working sanitation. He's been working for the last six weeks. There's people out there that don't have a job, that's homeless, that's living in shelters. I just want to help those people. Yo, Now, Sean Stone, I heard that you uh, put on an accent to get through the lines and fool well, people answering the Angela, phones. Angela, I don't know why these guys working against me. For what? For what? I never disrespect drama. Let me hear what accent. Let me hear what accent you did, you did to get through. Huh? Wait, Let me hear the accent. I use my, I use my accent, Jamaican accent. You know I'm Jamaican, Angela. You know what I mean? Oh, they said you put on a thick accent. He's Jamaican. Nah, I just, I put on a real, real thick Jamaican accent, so drama's mm. gonna understand. You know what I mean? All but right. Can I do my poem? Can I do my poem? Wow. That was foul, Dramos. That was messed up. That was foul, Dramos. This was the first time he was gonna get to do his poem. Charlemagne wasn't in, so he was gonna be able to finish, and you did that to him. I, you just, are I don't foul. like that he's lying to you know to our producer Dan about the cause. Let's just say who you are. Goodness gracious. You see that? You, you Puerto Rican guys is going to hang up on the black. We're supposed to be together. You nope, just hang up on the black, nope. brother? This isn't, this isn't a black or Puerto Rican thing. This is a Sean Stone thing. I never heard I never heard you hang up on a Latino. That's not true. That is so foul. Stop it. Hello, who's this? Hi, um, this is Alicia, and I'm from South Oklahoma. Well, get it off hey, your Alicia. chest, mama. Hi. Oh, my gosh, I'm so nervous. Um... This is crazy that I got through. I said this a long time ago that I was going to get through. Long story short, let me get to the point. I just want to give God all the thanks for waking me up this morning. And I want to tell everybody in the world that I stay on my fight. You know, you have to know in order to win the battle, you got to know who you're fighting. And I stay on my fight. We ain't fighting with flesh and blood. We're fighting with the enemy. And he tried to stop me. I started a youth organization called Are You Mad? It doesn't mean are you mad, it's angry. It means are you making a difference? And it's a youth organization, and the enemy tried to stop me so many times. But I found my fight. And so I just want to tell everybody in the world, have a blessed day. And I find your fight. It's in you. You got it. All right, Mama. What did God call you to do? You can do it. So, okay. Are you all right? Yes. Um, two years ago, two or three years ago, I got to a car accident. I'm 27 years old. I had to learn to walk and talk all over again. Oh, I lost wow. my mother. But they removed my left vocal cord. So this is how I was down for the rest of my life. But you know what? The enemy tried to take, take me down because he knew what I was going to do. You know? He knew what I was going to do. He knew what was going to happen on the other side. I am here to make a difference in the world. And we go. have to start with our youth. We have to start with our youth. So he's the energy, but I'm still fighting. I found my fight. Absolutely. Well, we thank well, we God. We thank you. God for Absolutely. you, and we thank God that you are still alive and you're here with us and that you are fighting that fight with us. Yes, we. I am fighting. I'm here. So I have a youth organization. It's called Argue Bad. So I want to ask y'all, Argue Bad. Are y'all making a difference? Absolutely. Every day. Every day. And we thank you for keeping that fight on, too. Thank you. And Dramos, you hung up on her, Dramos? Oh, my goodness, Dramos. Wow. She was mid-sentence. The lady is telling her life. 
and talking about oh how she's gosh. never given up and how she's been through so much and you hang up on her? Dramos, you need to be you, stopped, Dramos. You need I'm to be stopped. I'm not going to lie. You might be going to hell. Definitely going to hell. Get it off your chest. Right. 800-585-1051. Hurry up. You do the room with these because drama's going to hang up on you. Hey, lastima. This is terrible. Uh, yes, we're going to talk about landmark things that are happening. Joy Ann Reed. She's set to make history. And we'll also talk about Colin Kaepernick and interest in teams signing him. But there is something holding them back. Rumors on the way. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Colin Kaepernick. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, according to reports at TMZ, they're saying that multiple teams have expressed legitimate interest in signing Colin Kaepernick before the start of the season. So the only holdup right now is teams physically can't work him out, try him out at their facilities right now because of coronavirus. So training camps open on July 28th. And right now it's not clear when teams will be allowed to host free agents for tryouts, but we'll see soon. Okay. All right. Well, I hope Colin Kaepernick makes it in the league. Um, he, That's what he wants he wants to play football again, and I'm not mad at that. I mean, that's his love. He's probably been doing that since he was five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. So he wants to play in the league, and he can still play. He's still got an arm. He still can move. So I want to see him play. All right. Now, Joanne Reed is about to make history. She's going to be Cable's first black female primetime anchor. She is taking wow. over. Yeah, that's a huge deal. So congratulations mm -hmm. to her. And that's all because uh, Hardball, which has been on the network since 1999, there's a spot opening up there. And Chris Matthews has abruptly exited from MSNBC, all because of inappropriate comments, including flirting with a guest off camera. So they were expecting he was going to retire soon anyway, but it happened sooner than they thought. All right. Well, congratulations to her. All right, Mark Cuban, in the meantime, was on Fox News, and he was talking about the difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump and why he is voting for Joe Biden. Here's what he had to say. Donald Trump doesn't want to run a country. He wants to run a campaign. Joe Biden actually wants to run a country. Come on, what did he do in eight years as vice president? Tell me the biggest accomplishment in eight years. Tell me. What is oh, it? I think the ADA is, is, is easily their biggest accomplishment, and it's unfortunate that they're trying to dismantle it. I mean, like I tell everybody, at this, at this point, it's two horses racing. It's, it's Donald Trump and the Joe Biden horse. What horse are you going to go for? I mean, it, it, regardless if you don't like Joe Biden's policies, regardless if you don't like some of the things that Joe Biden is doing, I mean, I, I think that Joe Biden is uh, better than Donald Trump. That's my personal opinion. So there's two horses in this race, and, and you got to pick one. Which one is going to benefit your community the most? Which one is going to help your people the most? And, you know, I, I think Joe Biden. And you know what? Right now, you cannot roll back the Affordable Care Act just because of your ego. People are literally sick and dying from coronavirus. Why would you not want people to have access to health care right now? Absolutely. All right. Chipotle has suspended a store manager after the Colts' Darius Leonard said that he was racially profiled. This was in South Carolina. And now he was at the store. He was at, at Chipotle. Uh -huh. And he said that he was having a conversation. He was there with some friends and they were talking about the uh, Black Lives Matter movement. And a customer complained after hearing them talking about it. He said, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. And this guy uh, looked at them and then went and told the manager that they were being disruptive and 
disrespectful. And that's when the manager came and actually kicked him out of the restaurant. He was having a private conversation and a white customer complained. And then that manager came and told him he had to leave. Well, since then, Chipotle has issued an apology and they also have fired that manager. You know what I realized um, <clears throat> yesterday? Uh, I was wearing, shout, shout to Shanti Das. I was wearing her shirt, Silence to Shame. And I could see people looking at me trying to read, trying to see if I was trying to pass a, a, a message or something like that. I don't know why people are so into what you're wearing or, or things that affect you. If you want to wear a Black Lives Matter t-shirt or you want to put it on the shirt that you're wearing at work, what's the problem? It's not a racist shirt. It's not a racist saying. I, like, I, I still don't understand why people don't get the concept of Black Lives Matter. Yes, right. we understand listen, that all lives matter, that but all lives ma even... can't matter until black lives matter. That, and and I don't understand how people even have it. to say that message is not anything crazy. They just matter. What's wrong with that? They matter. It matters. And, and why can't lives is, matter? I'm watching people, you know, they say some wild ish. Like the lady was like, I'm going to teach my grandkids to hate you. She got fired. And then she doubled back was like, well, I want to say I apologize. I blacked out. No, that's what you really meant. And, that, and I love the fact that everybody's getting these people on camera and they're saying some wow-ish and they're getting fired. I love it. 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 All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news. When we come back, what are we talking about? Yes, and Donald Trump is very upset about something that is going to be appearing in front of his one of his properties. All right. Well, we'll get into that next. And also, Charlemagne is not here. So if you want to give somebody donkey of the day, you can get on the phone lines right now. 800-585-1051. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be your mama. It could be your daddy. It could be your, your baby daddy. It could be your baby mama. It don't matter who it is. It could be the, the president. It could be your favorite artist. It doesn't matter. Whoever you want to give donkey of the day to. 800-585-1051. Front page news is next. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, Donald Trump is very angry, and he has issues with Mayor Bill de Blasio, and that's because they're going to be painting Black Lives Matter in giant letters on the street in front of the Trump Tower. So he's not happy about that. And Donald Trump tweeted out, told that uh, Bill de Blasio wants to paint the fabled and beautiful Fifth Avenue right in front of Trump Tower. Tiffany with a big black, with a big yellow Black Lives Matter sign. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Referring Jeez. to killing police is their chant. New York City police are furious. And that's I love it. Donald Trump. Now, Mayor Bill de Blasio uh, tweeted back to Donald Trump saying, only warped minds equate the words Black Lives Matter with violence. I love it. I, I love it. I think it. that's I, dope. I don't like <laughs> some of the stuff Bill de Blasio has done, but I like that right there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, another, another thing the Trump administration has done is they have sent out $1.4 billion in stimulus checks. And where did those checks go? To dead people. So about 1.1 million dead people received payments of about $1,200 each, according to reports. I was confused. They don't know that these people are dead? Like, don't they go through a system where they see if somebody's deceased or not, they just send in the money? Because if that's I the case, there's mad people out there that's getting checks. Because you know people are scammers. So there's people out there that's using fake social securities, getting checks to empty houses, hey, to vacant houses. Hey, hey. Right, you know right. some of those people. Relax, okay? I'll shut up. Don't tell on them. Um, now, the IRS has access to the Social Security Administration's full set of death records, but the Treasury and its uh, Bureau of the Fiscal Service, which distributes the payments, do not. So they're saying that's the reason why. And they're saying if you got a payment and you're dead, please return it. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you got to pay me, you're dead. Please, with yeah, right. That money's gone. But go ahead. <laughs> All right, now Donald Trump also has issues with Democratic-run U.S. cities, and he's saying those cities are worse than Afghanistan. And here's what he had to say at a Fox News town hall when Sean Hannity asked him about the crime in some big cities. Chicago's an example. It's like worse than Afghanistan. Take a look at Detroit. Take a look at what's happening in Oakland. Take a look at what's happening in Baltimore. And everyone gets upset when I say it. They say, oh, is that a racist statement? It's not a racist. Frankly, black people come up to me, say, thank you. They want help. These cities, it's like living in hell. If I've ever seen a case, I know it's very controversial to say, stop and frisk. You take guns away. Rudy Giuliani was a great mayor. He did it in New York. He started it, and it worked great. Yeah, I, I, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And, yes, there's parts of, of every of state that has, you know, problems and situations. But, yeah, there's parts of Detroit that's nice, parts of Chicago that's nice, parts of Baltimore that's nice. And stop, stop and frisk. Yeah, I honestly didn't understand it. I was somebody that's uh, been a, a, a attempted robbery a couple of times. They shot up my car one time. Uh, another time they shot at me in the city. So, yeah, one time I was like, we need to get these guns off the streets. But then when you break down stop and frisk and you realize that it's a racist thing where they only target a, a, a certain uh, color of people, then you realize, yeah, it's absolutely positively wrong. Yeah, you don't want to be walking down the street, and I've been victim of stopping for this too, but you don't want to be walking down the street and, you know, they grab you and you know, possibly put you in a chokehold because they think you have a weapon or think there's a problem. Yes, stopping frisk is absolutely positively wrong. Imagine you going to work and now you're late to work because somebody stopped and frisked you and you weren't even doing anything wrong. Now you lost your job. <laughs> Well, it's not even that. I mean, it's, it's if, I, it's a, no, if I'm, I'm doing saying, nothing I'm wrong saying, and I'm walking down imagine, the street and you stop and frisk me like I've had like before. That imagine, you're with your, imagine your kids are watching that happen and you haven't done anything wrong. How are you supposed to trust police officers who are there to protect you when they're harassing you for nothing? Randomly, just randomly so stop me because things. of whatever, because of the area I'm in. You know what I mean? It's not like they say, okay, well, we're going to go to the suburbs and just stop uh, Mike and little Sean and just see what they have. No, they, they're stopping us in our communities. They, I, I've never seen anybody stop and frisk out here. It's always in, in our community. So, yeah, absolutely positively wrong. All right, now let's talk about these coronavirus cases. The U.S. has reported uh, uh, nearly 40,000 new cases. It's the highest single-day spike, and some... Uh, some states are actually pausing reopening phases as these cases are increasing. Texas is pausing. New Mexico is pausing. Arizona reopening plan is on pause. Uh, California will roll back reopening if hospitals become strained, according to the governor there. They are not going to shut down their borders uh, and they're going to allow people from Arizona, Texas and Florida to continue to come in there. Also, they have delayed the opening of Disneyland. They're not going to reopen right now. Mississippi reported their highest single day increase in cases. Nevada, highest daily jump. Uh, in the meantime... New York City is on track to enter phase three on July 6th and has had their lowest hospitaliz hospitalization rate since the pandemic started. So those are some updates for you. Yeah, that makes me nervous as they start to open up these uh, states. Uh, yeah, it is jumping. And that makes me very nervous. Um, people are out and about. Uh, people are, are going to, the, the, the death rate is going to start to rise. And we're just starting to open back up here in New York and New Jersey. I know that people are dying. I know that people are getting. But if we don't find this vaccine fast, I mean, our economy is going to be F. People need to pay for food. They need to pay for their mortgage, their car notes, their schooling. And it's getting difficult out there. You know, mortgage companies are like, nah, we gave you three months and now you got to pay. You know, car, car companies are like, we gave you three months. Now you got to pay. So what do we do? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's getting All right, scary. Well, that Very is, scary. That is your front page news. I'm Angela Yee.
All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Sherry Shepard will be joining us. So we'll kick it with Sherry Shepard, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now, Sherry Shepard. Hey, y'all. How you doing? I'm doing hey. a little awkward. Awkward. The, the the first conversation between you and Angela Yee was like, I know you ain't got no pants on, and you replied, I don't. I'm like, whoa. Because <laughs> it's, it's very businessy up at the top, and right. everyone back to sleep at the bottom. Yeah, business <laughs> on top, party on the bottom. There you go. Hey, we was talking you know. about you this. We was talking about you this morning, Sherry. I never knew that you was on Friends. Yes, I, I, you you remember it was uh, Gabrielle Union, Aisha Tyler, and it was me. I'm Rhonda, and these aren't real. Pete, I gave you my pudding. I shared my Snapchat with you. That was a memorable line. People ask me to say it. I'll be shopping for toilet paper and people ask me to say the line. Really? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know what was happening. I thought you was having a stroke. I was like, what is going on? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what you was doing just now. (laughs) Did you? Let me ask you this. Uh, Sherry, did you ever used to watch Friends before you were on an episode? Keep it real. I really didn't. I, no, I really didn't because there was nobody that looked like me, but I watched Living Single Same here. all right. the time, yes. which I was also mm-hmm. on Living Single. But they had to fight for me to be on Friends because the role that I did was written for a white person. And my agent said, just let her come in the room and audition and see what she does. And that's how I got hired. Right. And they never bought you back because you called out all the white people? They said you left a postcard? <laughs> that, that. That's hilarious. I, I was devastated. I was in my early 20s, and I was so excited to be on Friends because my, you know, they had let my agents know that I did such a great job. And that literally, mm-hmm. that, that particular episode was one of the top, you know, fan favorites, even to this day. And so I made a postcard with me, and I brought up the color. Like, my skin, everything was just real colorized. And I put on the back of the postcard, Friends finally got some color. And I sent mm-hmm. it to all the people because we didn't have a, uh, you know, all the social media. So I sent it to all my friends and fans and all of the producers at Friends, and they never called me back. Like, sometimes Damn. if your character is will steal a scene, they will call you back to do other work. And they never called me back for any auditions ever, and I was so devastated because I said, did I wow. offend the producers? So I'm not saying that that's, they should have called me back, but I, right. I never was called back. Are they calling you more? Are they are they reaching out to you now with everything going on? The phone lines are starting to light up. Your agent is calling you. But like, hey, we're getting a lot of offers right now, a lot of auditions. I'm hoping that that comes my way, you know, but um, I don't think my calls have increased because I think people just know me and they know my reputation. But I hope that that's happening for other people who didn't have, you know, the chances that I've had. Right. Are, so you, ha- are you happy with the diversity? Y'all, y'all call you- me. For what? <laughs> we ain't got nothing off of you. <laughs> this ain't gonna help you. But you say, I mean, listen, you you have stayed working though. So just for other people out there who are trying to make it right now, what is the difference that you see from when you first started in your career and now? Just was it a lot more difficult back then? And what advice would you give to young black women and young black men who are trying to break into the industry and having a difficult time? I think number one, if you know this is what you're supposed to do, don't let anybody stop you because it only takes one person. I mean, even with, with the show, I was promoting Iglesias, Mr. Iglesias. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias hired to be his love interest. They were, they were uh, auditioning name actresses who you know. And someone from our wardrobe department, Elora Casado, 
was a theater major in New York, but she had no agent in, in L.A. And she was doing our wardrobe. And, and the head of the wardrobe went to Gabriel and said, would you just give her a chance to audition? That's something that you don't do. You could get fired for doing something like that. But Gabe, being the person that he is, he said, okay. And Laura came in and blew him away. They hired her. They hired the wardrobe assistant to play his love interest. And it was, she was amazing. They made her regular on the show. So that's why I tell people, it only takes one person mm -hmm. to believe in you. So if this is what you know you're supposed to do, keep doing it. Now, what I see that's different now is now people are going, well, why can't the chief of staff of the hospital be a black person or right. be a Latina person? So, you know, I think it is opening up because I had the reputation when I did Friends and suddenly Susan, I used to be known as the black girl that did all the white shows. Now you got leads of shows, Niecy Nash doing Claws and Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder and Carrie Washington. So it is opening up. More people behind the scenes. That's what we need. Yeah. I meant to ask, you know, what you... With you right. quarantining in this pandemic and, you know, you talked about you having diabetes. Are you making sure that you're staying away from people and taking it serious and not going out? Like, how are you quarantining and how seriously are you taking it? I mean, I'm taking it very seriously because I, y'all know, if, if my, my ex-husband called me all the time to make sure I'm, I'm okay. Because if something happened to me, the whole house of cards will fall. So, <laughs> I, and y'all know this because I talk about it all the time. Woo! I have a bunch of people and husbands to support, but... Yeah, I do take it seriously, and I'm, you know, I'm, I got Jeffrey, so I got to make sure I'm okay. So I don't let a lot of people come in. I even told the plumber when he had to fix the toilet, I said, "Can you fix it outside? You ain't got to come in the house." So he was cute too. I did let him in. Okay, why you be doing your exes like that though, Sherry? Because I think I, last year one of your exes, one of your exes got mad because you got at them on DL Hughley show. Like, why you be because jabbing at them? No, Charlemagne, when I went on D.L. Hughley, the first thing when I was on the show, D.L. says, I never liked your ex-husband. I didn't like him. I didn't. <laughs> I just answered the question. They, if you ask me, I'm going to tell you. I don't bring it up. The only thing that I said was, and then look, and then DJ Envy, you said, how you handling it? And I said, a lot of people depend on me. <laughs> the truth is. I pay all of this support to ex husbands So don't be getting on me like I'm just like I'm just dragging them through the mud. Then what happens is the ex-husbands go to TMZ and then they go, Sherry blocking me from getting work in Hollywood. Stop sending all my friends scripts and asking my friends to be in your stuff. <laughs> they don't do. They don't go so they're gonna say no. If one of your exes sent a script and it was good to you and you were like, okay, this could be a decent role, would you actually do that work? Oh, Angela, you said if they sent a script to me? Yeah, and they were like, mm -hmm. Sherry, I think this would be amazing. Let's do a spoof of our breakup, and it was actually good. No, no, because my salary would have to cover all the court costs and the trial attorneys <laughs> and the pain and suffering. You ain't got enough to pay me to be in a spoof about our marriage. But <laughs> that answer is no. <laughs> All right, we got more with Sherry Shepard. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Sherry Shepard. Yee. Now, I, I see you've been doing some socially distancing dates. You had one the other day, right? So what about, um, and yeah. talk about that, because y'all were in separate cars. Like, what was that like? And how are you meeting these guys? You still meet them on dating sites. I mean, Bumble is still working. The dating sites are still working. It's just what's so amazing. hard. But what's hard is when you have to sit in your SUV 
and they sit in their SUV and you're sitting in the Macy's parking lot and you talking to each other through the window. At some point, I got lipstick on my lips for a reason. When are we going to use my lips? So <laughs> that's not cute. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about for that particular date, but I mean, I, I, sit, I, I was talking to Garcelle Bouvet the other day. It's like, what happens after COVID? How do you date? How do you, it's because mm-hmm. as soon as y'all cough, if y'all cough right now, I'm like this. Yeah. So <laughs> Don't back up too much. You ain't got no pants on, girl. Oh, that's right, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. So let me ask you a question, right? So when you go on Bumble, right, you don't use your picture, right? Because right. they, they going to know who you are. But So do you use your picture or do you use somebody else's picture? I do. No, no, I use my, Well, now how am I going to use somebody else's picture? You, you, you can't use someone else's picture on Bumble. Be famous. They know who you are. I figure, you know, they know who you are first. That's the point. That's the whole point. You're going to get that's, thousands yeah, of people. Catfish. You can't lie on um, Bumble. You can't lie on Bumble. I put glasses on. So when I put my glasses on, I think I look a little bit different. I do have my glasses. I got my real name. Most people, they act like they don't know who I am. I know if they go, can you uh, talk to Will Packer for me? Then I know. Oh, damn it, man. know who I am. For all the guys on Bumble, what do you look for when you accept a date or when you accept a conversation? I just, I want him to have his own money, his own job, be successful in his territory, I want a sense of humor. And I don't want anybody in the industry. So if you're a dentist, a judge, a doctor, <laughs> an accountant, you see where I'm going? I'm good. Right. <laughs> if you're a circus performer, you in the business. I don't want you. What if you, Now, you said two SUVs, your SUV <laughs> and his SUV. What if he pulled up in a hoopty? Would that matter? You can hoopty on out of here. Because here's the problem. There's just stuff that I'm going to want to do and if you're driving a hoopsie, we're not going to be able to do it together. Like what? I got a son who's sitting a hoopsie. Okay, let, let me tell you, I got invited. Kevin Hart had a birthday party a number of years mm-hmm. ago. And it was, it was you had to fly over there. You had to rent a, the hotel that they gave you was a big five-star hotel. Now, if you're driving a hoopsie, chances are if I go, babe, I want you to go to Kevin Hart's party and then over in Belize, you, we got to get this five-star hotel. You That's not true. So who's gonna pay? You are stereo. You are stereotyping right. that man. Just because he got a hoopty, he might be a multi-millionaire. It don't matter. I wouldn't say yeah. that, but you, you could fly first class. Why you not? could fly coach. Don't look like me flying first class, and my man is over here in coach because he can't afford. Angela, you you. Why do y'all think? And y'all, why do y'all think? Stop that. I got Sherry, a 2003 from, Cadillac Escalade with with seventy thousand miles on it. We haven't seen that car in six years. Okay, but, well, um, I got a, she- I got a, I got a 2014 Chevy Tahoe with about a hundred something thousand miles on it and two holes in the back. Hoopty don't mean nothing. You mean like bullet holes? No, I ran into a tree. Oh. <laughs> that means something. That, that, that definitely means something. Ladies, if you ain't looking at somebody who wear, who got a hoopty and ran into a tree, something wrong with you. Um, <laughs> we would talk. You, you got a hoopty and you done hit a tree, and then you telling me I'm stereotyping. Um, <laughs> First of all, I'm a top. <laughs> let, let me tell you something. Look, and Angela, you know this. If you're selling real estate and you're selling homes and you pull up in a hoopty, is somebody really going to want to buy a home from you? It's your presentation. So I understand. I'm not putting you down if you got a hoopty. You're working your way there. But you're going to have a problem as a man if you're, tr- you're trying to keep up with me. So now I'm, I got I to gotta come down here. I don't mind if you have a hoopty. My nephew got a hoopty, but he better not introduce me to none of his friends. You can't even help me. If I, if I need to, you, what, what add value are you going to add to this relationship? Because I know what I'm bringing. 
I already know that. Our levels are going to be different. And what's ultimately going to end up happening is you may feel affected as a man. If I'm over here carousing with Kevin Hart and, and, you know, all of these different people Mm -hmm. at a party that you can't afford to go to because you got to go to work and you can't take off. I do a lot of traveling. I do a lot of stand-up. So my man, where is he at? Now other men are coming in. It's just, we just got to look at where Sherry, we are. Sherry, Shepard, you are going to miss your blessing. You're going to miss your blessing, <laughs> your blessing <laughs> Sherry. And if Lisa McDowell thought like you, if Lisa McDowell thought like you, oh, she'd have never God. found Prince Hakeem. She'd have never gave Prince Hakeem the time of day. It's fake, but that's true. She all in, uh, no, yeah, with you and Charlamagne, you talking, you going to have me over here with somebody with a hoopty that hit a tree so many damn times. <laughs> and I'm going to be sitting there going, well, God says so. Charlamagne then told me I need to be with you. We can't that's afford right. you. No way. Can we get there? Yeah, that's who you're going to have me with. Don't, I, no, please. So, hey, you ain't going to make me feel bad. When I, no, no, no. Was I was going to say, Sherry, I do agree with you that a man's ego definitely is hurt when a woman can do a lot of things and he can't provide for you and he can't participate or even fly himself. I agree with that because that is hurtful and sometimes that causes issues. That imbalance in a relationship will cause some issues. And, and you know, so I agree with that. And Angela, what happens is, you know, when we try to say, you know, and be supportive, what happens is sometimes a man ends up resenting us mm-hmm. because you can do it and they can't so then what we what we tend to do women is we go well let me help you let me help yep. you and give you everything i got to help you be there and then you still end up resenting the woman because she's doing everything so it's almost we're in this you know we're not in a win-win situation I, and y'all look i've been through it and i didn't try right that's your own experiences and you learn from it i agree mm-hmm. so Charlamagne, I'm not looking for a prince or a king. That would be nice. I said a judge, a doctor, an accountant. I'm a simple girl. What about a video gamer? They make some money now. I don't want a video gamer because that means you're stuck playing video games. Twitter your thumbs on me. Not on no daggone. That might be some strong thumbs, though, Sherry. I don't know. Don't discount that. (laughs) You might like it. That means you're you're stuck behind a console all day. That's all. I know video gamers, and I, mm -mm, I was married to one. And no, he didn't make the money, but he played those video <laughs> games nonstop. And that was very, I was very unhappy. No video what? games. <laughs> was he good at it? He, was, he didn't make the money, but he was good at playing the video games. Why didn't you introduce him to a league or something? You're like, look, if you're going to play video games all day, at least make a career out of it. See, and there's, therein is the problem. See, and we, again, we keep doing everything and you turn around and then you get resentful. I've learned to say, I just want to be your cheerleader. I'm going to come home and tell you about my day, and you come home and tell me about your day. I'm not going to interfere in your stuff. And, that, so and, how, there, and there I go. So how was that when he told you about his day? What, what, how, how did he tell you? Say, I, I just played little Chris. Like, how, how was that when he said, well, how was my I day? I DJ and be son. <laughs> he just was playing video games all day. Like, we went to a party <laughs> one time. There was a big industry party. And he was like, y'all got a, uh, y'all got a PS4 or whatever was out at the time. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. And then, but all the other guys, Charlemagne, they all started playing with him, too. Every woman was mad at me. Wow. All the guys started playing the video games. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Sherry Shepard when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. How we are, The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Sherry Shepard. Yee. Now, you also have your podcast, Two Funny Mamas, with Kim Whitley. So how much fun is that for you? Because that seems like it's something that you're doing just because you're passionate about it and it's a good time. 
I love doing Two Funny Mamas podcast. It's on YouTube, so you can subscribe on YouTube. And we're just, you know, we're two single mothers. We're raising black boys, and we just happen to be, we just love making people laugh. We're on tour on our ladies' night out comedy tour, Kim Whitley and I. And we just, we talk about everything from marching, from Don Lemon calling people out to should we shave during the quarantine to how do you have COVID sex, back to how do you have confidence as a woman, how do you date. It's just a gamut of stuff because we grown-ass women and we talk about grown stuff. So we're on our seventh, we're on our seventh episode right now. Right now we still have right. people coming at us wanting to pitch a TV show based on us and you know, ultimately, I would love Kim and I to have a talk show. Mm. I would love I that. I love Kim Whitley. Now, you have a 14-year-old son, right? Your son's 14 now? He just turned 15. He's in high he school. 15. And I found out he, he just had, I found out he had a Snapchat account. And um, on his Snapchat account, he said, he said, I like the WWE. I like the NBA. I like Teen Titans and Nickelodeon. And I want a girlfriend. It's so hey, sweet. Wow. Uh, he wants a girlfriend. What if his girlfriend, what if his girlfriend got a hoopty? That's okay, because he, he got a hoopty. Like, you know, my son told me... He's only he's 15. He's 15. He should have a hoopty. If he's right. driving around with a girl who's got a Mercedes, then that means she's a grown woman like me, and I'm going to punch her in her damn mouth. She's trying to get my son. <laughs> so she should have... Yeah, I'm that kind of mom. Don't come at my son, these older women, because he's starting to look like a young man, and I can see older women looking at him, and I look at them and go, you don't even have a uterus anymore, so stop it. Um, oh, my gosh. But... I don't play around with my son. I'm I'm one of those, Angela. Now, with every everything that's going on now, what what conversations are you having with him now? Because he's he's 15. He's out. And he's with his friends, and you know we've seen what happened with George Floyd. We've seen what's going on with the world. Racists are popping out crazy. So so what conversations are you having with him? It's very hard for me because I just did a post about uh, Elijah McClain, who was murdered by the police, and you know he was wearing a ski mask, which if people who have children with special needs or unique challenges, you know, those things, it helps your central, your nervous system. That's why you wear those kind of things. Jeffrey wears a hoodie because, you know, the hood on his head, it just grounds his nervous system and he's socially awkward. So to know that uh, a boy got murdered and they didn't get to, see, you know, he was saying to them, I'm an introvert, I'm different. And they weren't yes. listening to him. That was it, sad. It, just, it broke something in me yesterday, I swear. It's very scary for me, and I try not to, you know, I gotta, I'm raising a, a blackish sort of child. He does have a lot of benefits because I'm his mother. But at the end of the day, they don't know he's Sherry Shepard's son. And I try to, he, he, I want him to have his innocence and not go out there with all of this fear. So he can handle some of it, the conversation, but then sometimes he's like, it's too much, Mommy. Stop sending me all of the Karen videos because I like right. doggone, uh, you know, the WWE women. So... <laughs> I'm trying not to give him too much and let him be, let him be happy and let him have his joy. So what if I'm, um, you know, I think I'm more anxious for me. He wants a girlfriend. Now, what if he brings home a white girl? Would that matter to you? Are you cool with whatever? I want the person who loves my son, but I have to say, Angela, when you say that fear goes all through my body, it just does because I'm seeing all of these Beckys and Karens and it's my fear at some point, you're going to act the way you are. At, I'm a black woman. At some point, I'm going to act like where I came from. I keep it suppressed a lot, but it will come out. And I feel at some point, you're going to act like who you are. And that scares me. That scares me that there could be a, one misunderstanding, and she can say, I'm going to call the police. I, you know, you got angry, and that scared me. So I would have a hard time. You know, I don't want to put that on him, 
But for me, it scares me. Mm-hmm. Want to protect yourself. I'm gonna tell you something, Sherry. God got a sense of humor, him. so I can see him. I can see him bringing home a Karen, a white woman <laughs> actually named Karen, who's driving a hoopty. <laughs> I can see that happening. You know, and you just have to, I would love whoever my son brings, and I don't want to put any of that on him. I would love, if you love my son, I'm going to love you. I'm not going to say I don't have any trepidation, you know, and that's why I have to trust in God that he brings the right woman. But I sure hope she looked like me with a long wig. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> oh, Sherry is crazy. Mr. Iglesias is on Netflix right now, right? It's on right now, Mr. Iglesias, and um, and 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 I got a book. I mean, excuse me, I'm working on a book, and then I got a movie coming out called Best Week Ever on Netflix. It'll be coming out in a couple weeks. I got some more stuff going on. I'm, I'm in quarantine. I can't even remember. But Mr. Iglesias is the big one, and my podcast right. is Funny Mamas. All right. Good well, to thank see you for you, joining us. Good to see you. Today. A new episode is out. A new podcast episode is out today on YouTube. So I'm, I'm on it. Okay. I'll be listening. All right, thank Sherry. You. Well, thank right, you for Sherry. checking in. We appreciate you. Self finance, okay? I just sold my hoopsies to pay for this podcast. So there we go, Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's Sherry Shepard. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I created history. It made me a lot. He tried to diss me and it ain't no fight. We call them trusted because they're going to chop. Took her out of fire because I'm running like Nike. We got it on lock. Okay. Money. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the artist Huey. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, rest in peace to St. Louis rapper Huey. He was only 31 years old and he was shot and killed last night, according to authorities. So we do want to give our condolences to his family, to his friends. He had a 13-year-old daughter. According to police, he arrived at a local hospital suffering from a gunshot wound and was pronounced dead shortly after his arrival. Uh, Police did determine there was another victim of the same shooting that had arrived at the Ferguson Police Department with a gunshot wound. He was taken to an area hospital and treated for his injuries, and that person is expected to survive. You know, Huey, for the song Pop, Lock, and Drop It that came came out back in 2006. That was his debut single. Yeah, rest in peace to him, man. Do they know what happened, what the incident was? Was it an altercation? Was it a fight? Was it random? Do we know or not yet? Well, they're asking anybody who has seen or heard something about the case or has any information to please call the St. Louis County Police Department. That number is 314-615-5000. If you want to remain anonymous, you can contact Crime Stoppers at 866-371-TIPS. Okay. All right. Now, Cardi B, she woke up to a Cardi B is over party hashtag. And that was trending. I saw that trending, too, yesterday. I was like, what happened? Like, what did Cardi do? And she actually hadn't done anything. Uh, she said she saw the hashtag as she checked her phone in the morning. And here's what she had to say about that hashtag. I'm seeing that people started this crazy rumor that I have a fake Instagram where I'm talking about, you know, this girl that everybody knows that have issues, that we had our issues and everything. Ariana Grande, Doja Cat, Megan. And supposedly little Kim commented under the page. Let me make this really clear. I am not a 15-year-old girl that do fake Instagrams to talk about celebrities. Like, I don't got time to do like that. And 
And second of all, I love little Kim, but I don't personally know her. Can you imagine me hitting up little Kim? Hey, here's my fake page. Yeah, Cardi's done with y'all. Cardi's like, look, I don't have time to be making up no fake pages and doing all this fake stuff. Cardi's been doing a lot on social media. She hasn't released a record yet. I just want to hear some music from Cardi. I seen Cardi jump in the pool with all her clothes on. I seen Cardi talking about her body being real or fake. Cardi is dope. I just want to hear some <laughs> new music from Cardi. I heard she got a, a, I heard she got a, a dope single coming in the next uh, couple of weeks. I heard. First of all, her daughter culture is so adorable with their so matching pretty. little Burberry outfits. Such so a cute damn pretty. Little girl. Absolutely. All right. So she tweeted out, I do feel really powerful. The fact that I haven't dropped music in eight months. I haven't announced none of the projects I've been working on. All I've been doing is eating food and people have to make fake edits to cancel me. It makes me feel like I'm that bitch. Yeah. Cardi, Cardi got a, a, a no, she didn't say, but she got a smash coming. She got a dope, dope record. It's going to surprise a lot of people. And I can't, I can't wait to see you releases it. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Now, Freddie Gibbs says that uh, Jeezy is musically irrelevant. He was actually sitting down doing an interview with Bootleg Kev for his podcast. Looks like they were having some drinks. Sounds mm -hmm. like it, too. And here's what he said. Young Jeezy is musically irrelevant. Let's be real, dog. Did you listen to his last album? No, you did it. I mean, I love fans. I'd like to comment on it. No, like, we don't got to comment on I shit. just took a shot. You asked me a question. Bro. I don't want to be here He's while you... He's a legend. Listen. A legend. I will say this. But right now, you're irrelevant. You asked me a question. And what you want to do? You want to fight? You don't want that. Listen. I love you. I understand this. I love you, fam. But you, but that's the, you don't, you, you can't... Allow me to speak on you. can't on fight you. me. You can't out-rap me. I'm and in this... that can't beat me up or out-rap me, I don't really give a yeah, I mean, we all know Freddie Gibbs. Uh, for people that don't know, Freddie Gibbs used to be signed to Jeezy. Their relationship didn't work out right, and they split up. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Freddie Gibbs just does not like Jeezy. Period. Done. Yeah. That, that, that's what I think that came from. And Freddie Gibbs, you know, he also did announce that he did a deal with Warner Music Group. So he has a new situation. Congratulations all to right. Freddie Gibbs. Justin Bieber has sued his sexual assault accuser for $20 million. He has filed that defamation lawsuit, and that's against two anonymous Twitter users who accused him of sexual assault. So the lawsuit is calling them Jane Doe 1 and Jane Doe 2. These women use the names Danielle and Katie. And uh, one woman, Danielle, said that Bieber sexually assaulted her March 9, 2014 in a Four Seasons hotel room in Austin. And Katie made a similar accusation. She said that play, that took place at the Langham Hotel in New York City on May 5th, 2015. Now, Justin Bieber has denied these accusations. Not only did he deny them, but he also had receipts showing that he did not stay at that uh, hotel that he allegedly assaulted her at. And he showed that he was staying at an Airbnb. Also, pictures of Selena Gomez with him. Uh, that night as well. So he said it's factually impossible. And he also wanted to make sure people knew that. So now he is turning around and, and suing this woman. I don't know if they know their real identities anyway. I'm confused. You know? how, how do you sue somebody when you don't know who you're suing? You don't know their name. You don't know their last name. Who, who, who do you send the documents to? Like, how, how do you sue somebody you don't know? And the Twitter account which posted the original allegation was not active. Yeah, so you know, how, how do you sue somebody? That, so. I understand if he was suing the blogs for posting it or suing the publications for posting it, but how do you sue somebody you don't know? It just seems like it's just a waste of money. Like, it, it just seems like I'm doing this. Or, or maybe he's just saying, look, if you keep coming up with this bull crap and, and, and somebody gets the, the wrong idea to try to do this to get some money, I'm going to sue you too. But how do you sue somebody that is no connection to? 
seems like a waste of time, right? Because right? I don't know if, like, with Twitter, maybe they'll have to subpoena to find out what email address was used, and then they can find out the IP address, and then mm. that's how they find out. You know, it's a whole process. Trust me, I know, because I had issues with a stalker before and, and the process that you have to go through. Uh, yeah. It's a long process because it takes time to get that subpoena. So maybe Justin, he just wants to find out who the real person is behind these accusations. Justin Bieber, if you're listening, right? If you're listening, this is from me to you, bro. If you would like to hire somebody, I know somebody personally that can get you any IP address. His name is Logan Casey. Right now, he's doing absolutely <laughs> positively nothing, but he's nice on a computer. He's been getting me IP addresses. He tells me how to get them. He tells me he can, how he can find out where people live. He has nothing to do, and all he's been doing is on this line. So if you want to hire Logan Casey, I'm his manager. You can reach out to me right now at 8888-8888, and I got you. The number is 800-888. Oh, uh, damn it. And that's Selena Wynn Barnes. Oh, okay. And you're going to stop advertising them. They don't pay us. You're right. Absolutely right. <laughs> All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, up next is Donkey of the Day. Who you want to give your donkey to? 800-585-1051. Charlemagne is out, so we're opening up the phone lines. You can give Donkey of the Day to whoever you want. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. It's Angela Yee. And if you're worried about coverage because you've missed an auto insurance payment in the past, worry no more. The General Insurance has got your back. They will cover you when other insurers won't. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com today. Some restrictions apply. Donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, man. I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but donkey of the day is a new one. All right, Charlemagne is not out, so we open up the phone lines for you to give donkey of the day. All right, 800-585-1051. I just want you to know that I'm giving uh, myself donkey of the day. So yesterday, I tried to get my Martha Stewart on, and I bought some flowers. This is the first time I tried mm. to plant some flowers. So I bought them, and then I forgot that I left them in the truck. So the flowers... So you killed flowers. I definitely killed the flowers. And I'm mad about that, so I'm going to try How it again. did you go out to buy flowers and then came home and just left them in the car? Because I had to do something with the kids. So then I ran out to do something with the kids, and then I forgot the flowers were in the car, and I just walked out there to the car, and the flowers were dead. Now, even though the flowers are only two ninety eight, I'm still mad that they died because I'm trying to get my Martha Stewart on and it's not working right. And I need to. And do I to put regular dirt or is there a special type of dirt to put the flowers in? Just you should have probably me. researched that ahead of time. I definitely should have researched that ahead of time. What type of flowers did you buy? Pink flowers. <laughs> and this probably isn't going to go so well for you. No, not at all. Hello, Let's who's this? Those flowers a new home. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Who you want to give donkey to? to the turnpike because they played themselves and, made, and now I gotta sue them. Wow, how they play themselves? Because um, I got hurt because the concrete in, in their parking lot was messed up. They have a big old hole and then I, they told me they would still pay me for working there even though they told me they're not coming to work but then my paycheck was short and then when I called them and told them my paycheck was short they told me that they will only pay me if I'm out of work for over seven days. They'll start paying me after the eighth day. What? So I have to call my union, and now I have to call my lawyer, and now I have to sue. You have a good lawyer? Um, I didn't get to the lawyer part yet. I just My union just told me that's what I have to do. I didn't get a lawyer yet. All right. Well, there's, there's a couple of good lawyers uh, 
We're going to put you on hold, and I'm, I'm going to get you his information. Okay, thank you so much. Hello, who's this? This is Christina. Hey, Christina, who do you want to give Donkey to today? I want to give it to um, white people because I feel that if you don't like, for those that don't like black people, why are you out here tanning? Why are you laying in the tanning beds trying to get dark just like them? I mean, you know, the saying, black don't crack. So I wish to God I could have skin like that. Because when you tan, you look like old ass leather. Um, oh and gosh. you just look you, crazy. Are you white? Yeah, out here. And yes, and I have black children, mixed children, so mm, black children. And that that's crazy. Like everybody matters. Well, not not all white people hate black people. You know that, correct? But well, you're white, so you know. No, I know obviously because I love black people. So okay. I totally understand. <laughs> the saying I said those that don't, like then you shouldn't be at the beaches getting dark. You shouldn't be out here trying to change your skin tone. You're white. You're white. Stay your ass in the house and be white. Like now, what if you want to become? What if you want to become orange? Orange, then you spray tan yourself. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you have a great morning. All right. You too. Keep a little weirded out this morning. Hello, who's this? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I, I, give... I have a okay. yeah. I have a question. I want you. You know, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I'm a Democrat. Mm-hmm. I want Trump out. Right. So mm-hmm. she tweeted, and I'm pretty sure you guys, you know, you, you, you saw it, where she's stating that, you know, let's all the governors together, all Democrats, let's keep the economy down. Who hold on. cares? Hold on, hold on, business- hold on, sir. We're yeah. doing donkey. Hold on one second, okay? That's what I'm doing. It's a donkey for her. Oh, you're giving her donkey today. All right, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Giving her the bad. donkey. You just a- interrupted. I- 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 he didn't start right. Who do you just- think you are, Dramos? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. I just want to tell the reason why I'm giving her the donkey. You know what I'm why saying? Why are you giving AOC donkey today? Hey, to, to why? And the reason is what she wants to keep the economy down. And she mentioned that she doesn't care if small businesses like myself lose our jobs. And I want to give her the donkey of the day. And the reason why is because when legitimately... Don't say that let's keep jobs and economy down till November, till election, or Donald Trump is going to win. Because they're affecting us anyway. So she deserves the donkey of the day, man, 100%. And you're saying you're giving AOC donkey today because of what? Because she, said she that wants she to wants keep to... supposedly the economy down. She doesn't because want to open up jobs because okay. it'll help Donald All right, all right. Win. Sir, sir, let me help you. Let me help you. It was a fake tweet. For the New York Congressman, Congresswoman oh, that went viral. I'm reading in the news. That's all I'm saying. I'm upset. Yeah, no, they said it was a Democrat. fake tweet. I, I, Googled, I Googled it to check. It says, no, AOC didn't tweet this about closing businesses until after election. That is a fake tweet. So now take the donkey back. All right, buddy. Then Charlemagne gets a donkey of the day, bro. Get to work, dude. Stop playing video game. <laughs> all right, buddy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she uh, never right. tweeted that out, so somebody put that up there. And as you can see, people believed it. Yeah, they, they sure did. He was so upset. I'm like, AOC wouldn't have said that. I know. It does, that doesn't even sound like AOC. All right, that was Donkey of the Day. Now, 800-585-1051, Sherry Shepard, uh, she checked in a little today, and she said she would never date a guy that drives a hoopty. What if he pulled up in a hoopty? Would that matter? You can hoopty on out of here. Because here's the problem. I'm not putting you down if you got a hoopty. You're working your way there. But you're going to have a problem as a man if you're, tr- you're trying to keep up with me. So now I'm, I got to come down here. What add value are you going to add to this relationship? Because I know what I'm bringing. Our levels are going to be different. And what's ultimately going to end up happening is you may feel affected as a man.
All right, so let's ask, let's ask the question. 800-585-1051. Would you date a guy that drives a hoopty, a effed up car? Would you date him? Yee, would you? Uh, I have a pretty decent car, so I would say this, though, and I can understand that in other places, but in New York, I feel like a lot of people don't really drive, and a lot of people don't even have a car here. So I don't know if that's, like, one of my biggest concerns, but I would probably be like, let's take my car instead, which I don't mind doing. She was just saying if you have a hoopty nine times out of ten, you can't necessarily be on the same level as her. There's things that she wants to do, places that she wants to go. And if all you can afford is a hoopty, you necessarily can't afford to be with her. Like, Uh, I would care more if you had, like, a nice place to live. And I think in New York, that's a thing, too. Like, we care more about your where you live and how does your place look? Is it clean? Do you have decent furniture? Are you, you know, taking care of that? I think a car here doesn't as much reflect your finances as it does in other places. I think New York is kind of unique in that way. So I, I feel like when you're raised, you know, you're not raised to really think about cars as much, which is something I learned when I moved to Jersey. Yeah, as a person that owned a couple of hoopties, started off with my 1986 Honda Accord light blue with... uh. Uh, cloth interior with roll-up windows, and then uh, I got a minivan that was uh, electric blue that looked disgusting. Then I got a Nissan Stanza. Uh, I thank God that uh, gear st- stuck with me through the hoopty. Um, I-, I don't think the car necessarily matters. You don't know what go- what's going on in somebody's head or, or what they're doing or you know, or, or what they're driving. Maybe they're just not into cars and just want a car to go back and forth. Maybe they're into other things. So I don't think the, you know what? the car necessarily matters. Hmm? My dad has always had a hoopty my whole life growing up until I bought him a new car. That's the first time my dad has ever had, a, like, a car that wasn't, you know, given to him from somewhere or $500. Right. We had a powder blue duster. We had a yellow Monte Carlo. Um, then my uncle gave him a Volvo that had masking tape holding it together in certain places. And so, yeah. All right. Well, would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? 800-585-1051. And I just want to say, Angela Yee's dad is the cheapest person I know. Uh, when I used to go to the dentist because <laughs> he fact. manages the dentist's office, he used to write down, uh, write down, not even give me an uh, address. He used to write down ways for me to get back and forth home where I didn't have to pay tolls. Now, usually the drive the is 30 Turnpike. minutes, <laughs> but it would take me an hour and 20 minutes to get home, but I wouldn't have to pay tolls, right? But that's how cheap he is. What up, Poppy? But 800-585-1051, would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about Sherry Shepard. Now, she was on the show earlier, and this is what she was talking about, dating a guy with a hoopty. What if he pulled up in a hoopty? Would that matter? You can hoopty on out of here, because here's the problem. I'm not putting you down if you got a hoopty. You're working your way there, but you're going to have a problem as a man if you're, tr- you're trying to keep up with me. So now I'm, I got to come down here. What add value are you going to add to this relationship? Because I know what I'm bringing. Our levels are going to be different. And what's ultimately going to end up happening is you may feel affected as a man. So we're asking 800-585-1051, would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? Angela Yee. I mean, I have what I want to now. I'll be like, let's just drive my car. 
And I understand, though, if you live in certain places, like if you live in L.A., if you live in Detroit, if you live in Atlanta, you have to drive all the time. So I think then a car is more relevant in New York, not as much. Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's like anything else. Like, I mean, there's people that have a lot of money that are not in the cars. Uh, there are people that have a lot of money that are not into clothes. You know, people do what they want with their money. It doesn't mean that they're broke. It just means that they, you know, look at things differently. I, I mean, I'm different. I like my clothes. I like my cars. Yeah, you can't I, talk. <laughs> I can't. But, you know, I started with a 1986 Honda Accord with, with you know, with yeah, but windows. I think and, she's and, talking about at her age now where she's been through a lot. She's been married. She's been supporting, you know, husbands and all of that. So now she's decided I've been through that. I want what I want. Yeah, but, you know, some of my neighbors have a lot of money, a lot more money than I do, and they drive Nissans, Toyotas, or whatever. They're they just not into cars, but they have a house on the shore. They have a house in, in Miami. They have a house in the Bahamas, and they have a house here. They're just not into cars. Cars don't, you know, necessarily mean anything to them, but they spend money on other things. They fly private. They do different things, but they just don't care about their car. It's just what you now, care what about. Kind of car? what kind of car do they have? I'm just curious. If they have, like, an amazing house... And they have money. Why wouldn't they have an, a nice car also? Uh, well, they, they do. Could. But they like Subarus. They drive a Subaru. They drive a well, Volvo. Well, that's a nice, decent car. Okay. And then they have, like, minivans. Like, this is the town of the minivans. Like, they be rocking their minivans. Like, double slide doors, extra leather, the sun. But it's not like, like a 1988 minivan, is it? No. No. All right, this is irrelevant to the conversation. And they have nice cars. I guess you're right. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Jade. Hey, good morning. Now, would you date a man that drives a hoopty? No, I would not. Um, as I'm saying, I would agree that the level is two different levels. If I'm driving something that's not a hoopty and it's more up to date, then I feel like, yes, you're going to try to catch up to me. And then if you can't catch up to me, then you're going to feel mm -hmm. that I need to stoop down. So I'm going to, I'm going to feel, let me, let me, let me, rephrase that. I'm going to feel I need to stoop down so I don't bust your ego or make you feel less of a man. And why should I have? But then at the same right. time, it's like, what do you do there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, maybe people be are not okay into with... Maybe he's into other things. Where do I live? In Florida. Mm -hmm. Okay. You need a car in Florida. Yeah, but you don't need a nice car. Some people are just not into, you know, those type of cars. And then she want to you know, do her fast and furious. You got to keep up. She might want to race. Definitely. You know, if I'm driving a truck. I'm driving a F-150 truck and you're pulling up and like it, beat down Lucy. You, you, you know, like I want to know. What, what about if the rims are clean, though? What about if the rims are clean, though? Guess not. All right, let's go to another caller. Hello, who's this? She should be more concerned about her phone service. Word. Hello, who's this? And this is Lori. Hey, Lori, good morning. Where you calling from? North Carolina. All right, would you date a man with a hoopty? Absolutely. <laughs> She's like, my man right now. My man got a hoopty right now. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does, but that's my I choice. knew it. Okay, so it didn't right. matter to you. So when he pulled up in that car? We had an instant attraction, and I think real recognized real. I saw a diamond mm -hmm. in the rough. We've been together six years, and, you know, to all the guys out there who are trying so hard to get back on your feet, just know there are some ladies out there who see you, and, you know, behind every good man is an even better woman. And my situation, okay. it worked out. it worked out for the good. 
Okay, right. good for you. All right, thank you, Mama. I like it, I like it. 800-585-1051. Sherry Shepard uh, called in this morning, and we were talking about would she date a guy that drives a hoopty? Well, we'll talk about it. Would you? That is the question. You know what, Envy? What? One last question. Do guys like? Do guys care what car a girl drives? No. That doesn't that matter never, at all, right? That never was on my mind. It was never like, oh, what kind of car? Nah, that, that, that wasn't a question that ever popped up in my mind. Mm. All right, well, let's... Let's take your phone calls, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just join us, we're asking... Ladies, would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? Now, this came from our conversation with Sherry Shepard this morning. Let's play a clip. What if he pulled up in a hoopty? Would that matter? You can hoopty on out of here. Because here's the problem. I'm not putting you down if you got a hoopty. You're working your way there. But you're going to have a problem as a man if you're, tr- you're trying to keep up with me. So now I'm, I got to come down here. What add value are you going to add to this relationship? Because I know what I'm bringing. Our levels are going to be different. And what's ultimately going to end up happening is you may feel affected as a man. So we're asking, would you? Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This is Lorenzo. Hey, Lorenzo, Lorenzo. would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? Yeah, I drive a hoopty right now. I'm a married man. When I met my <laughs> wife, I drove a hoopty. But we own rental properties. We got a nice house that we're proud of, and it's not an issue. Now, slow down. There you go. What kind of car do you drive? Because I want to know your definition of a hoopty, because Envy's definition was all off. Okay, I drive a 2003 Ford Focus right now. Okay, yeah. That's a hoopty. <laughs> that, 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 you, you, you win. Shut you right up, ye. That, that is now, a why don't you? why don't you get a newer car? I'm just curious. It's just not important to me. I'm more worried about getting more rental properties. I'm more worried about keeping my wife happy. And uh, leaving my kids something when I'm gone. That's my focus. There you go. That's my Ford focus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. You know I've always, uh, Andy, I'm kind of like your dad. You said he always drove a hoopty. I just never really felt comfortable in a nice car, to be honest. This would always drive. Really? Would, would you like it if, like, you know, maybe your wife surprised you and bought you a new car? Would that be dope? Nah, she better get, no, get us another property. There you go. Because you know what? I'm not going to lie, though. Sometimes them cars get old, and then you end up spending so much money fixing things, you, you might as well just get a new car. Nah, get your old hoopty, put liability on it, and you're good. Nah, How much is a new, he ain't even got How much is a new Ford Focus? Let me see. How much does that run? Oh, boy, why are you hey, laughing? At it right now. <laughs> Y'all laughing at my car? She laughing at your car. No, nah, I'm just trying to Don't see what the old oh, is a wagon. This is a wagon. Let's see how much can we get for that. Okay. Don't you it's not Ford bad. Focus you might, could get, you might get like $3,000 for it. How many miles it got yeah, on it? Uh, I got like 190 Oh, wow. Ooh, no, you're not going to get $3,000. Yeah, you're going to get about you gonna get about you're gonna $900. You're going to get about $200. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. That's a, that's a Ford Focus, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, Sherry was wrong, though. She was talking about how she bringing a man up and he can't go where she can go. Men do that with women all the time. But that women expect it. And that's the difference. They expect for okay. a man to take them places they couldn't go and things like that. So it, it's, uh, it depends. Like, oh, no, no, let's not generalize. There's a lot of places I can go. 
that I, you know, I'm not, I, Yeeks, I can man. take myself a lot of places, so, you know, I get it. And she can take herself a lot of places, so I think her point was, I can do these things, and if he can't do them, then it might hurt his own ego. I just want to give you a lot of props for having that Ford Focus with 200,000 miles, brother. You, 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 <laughs> you stay clean out there, man. Hello, who's this? This is Celia. Hey, Celia, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're asking, would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? Well, in my younger days, it wouldn't have been a deal breaker, but I'm in my mid-30s, right. and I think that if you don't have, uh, if your life choices haven't led you to at least have a reliable vehicle in your mid-30s, then we'll probably butt heads. What if it's a reliable hoopty? I still think, you know, it should be it should be something up-to-date and nice. I, I think a hoopty doesn't go hand-in-hand with reliable. Hoopty, to me, is like it's run down. It's not up to par. You probably have problems with it. It's not, you know, it's not right. something that if you're in your mid-30s that you should be, you know, you should have something nice and reliable. I agree with you. And I, I agree that when you're younger, things like that don't matter because we all struggling trying to make it. But when you get to a certain age, you're like, okay, I don't want to have, like, struggle love anymore. Right. And I understand things happen, but, like, I don't want to have to weed through, like, okay, are you just going through something or is this just who you are? Are you just a person that doesn't make good decisions, you know? At least at least come with a reliable, up-to-date vehicle. And then he's like, oh, my car broke down. Can I use your car to get to work? Then you dropping yeah, him off at work. I have seven children. <laughs> if seven I can have, children. I don't need seven children. I don't need eight. Then you <laughs> How do you fit all those kids in the car? She got a minivan. Minivan can't sit. <laughs> minivan can't sit. Eight? She got the I third row. Thank you so much. I can't even believe I'm talking to you. I even with a third that. row. What kind of car do you got that seats eight? I have a, a, a Chrysler, um, a Dodge, or what is it? A Chrysler uh, Town you and Country. You don't even know what she has. <laughs> I know, Chrysler I know. I'm Town and Country. There's no way in hell you get all seven kids in that one yes, car. Yes, you can. No, Look, you can. three in the middle, three in the back, one in the front. Yeah. And I have teenagers, and and sometimes I have my kids and a couple of their friends. They squeeze in, and we make it happen. Lap it up, baby. Goodness gracious. Exactly. <laughs> so wait, who gets the ride shotgun? They all fight over it. So I don't just let my oldest get the shotgun because she's the oldest. If my five-year-old calls it first, then that's who, who gets it. Now let's be honest. <laughs> we have daily fights and sometimes fist fights over the front <laughs> seat. It makes when your husband's in the car with you, one of the kids got to sit I'm on the floor. Mom. Oh, yeah. How are you going to assume that she's a single mom raising seven amazing kids? One of them got to sit on the floor. Don't lie. Have a car. You got to at least have an up to date car because I'm doing seven by myself. So I, I know if, you, you're, if you're just you, then you can have a, a decent car. It doesn't if have I date to be you, a boring or anything. I got to have a tractor trailer if I date you with those damn kids. <laughs> Jeez. Not all women with children are liabilities and not all women with less or no children are assets. That's a fact. No. I just got to get all the kids that in the car. Fact. How y'all going to come to my house for Christmas? We got to get a tractor trailer to get everybody there. Jeez. She like, look, I raised. We're the whole party. You know, you don't have to send out a bunch of invitations. Right. Just invite me. We're so the for the party. pandemic, <laughs> you were straight because you had your seven kids and they had things to do. They were playing with each other the whole oh, time. I'm, I have I'm a so great straight. idea for a, a business for you. You know how they have like people that you could hire if you don't have a lot of friends. If there's people whose kids don't have a lot of friends, they could just call you. <laughs> You're going to bring seven over. You bring all the kids, the and then you just charge them. Yeah, and there's a party. So it's like the wedding singer, but it's like the friend. Right, like the friend singer. for the kids. Got well, it. God bless I you, Mama. You. 
I want more kids. I want 10 kids. My wife's not trying to have it. I'm trying to have more, 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 more kids. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is we don't want no scrubs. That's what it's sounding like. Now, I understand the diamond and the rough thing. I think when we're younger and we're not in that space and we're all trying to come up together, it means a lot. And there are some women who are okay with, you know, that. And we did speak to a man who actually has a lot of properties and cars aren't important to him. But I do think you know, we don't want to be having to pick you up on the side of the road because your car broke down. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to ask, having to ask us to drive our car because your car broke down. You can't get to work. So I think as long as you have something decent that works, then, you know, it could work out. But certain people like a Sherry Shepard, she's just not with it. All right. All right. When we come back, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? We are going to be talking about Tiffany Haddish. And we'll tell you what she had to say about an experience that she had with a uh, police cadet. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. So Vice has launched a weekly talk show, and that's with Jamil Hill and Carrie Champion. It's called Disruptors with Jamil Hill and Carrie Champion. It's going to start this summer on Vice TV. They said the initial order is eight episodes. It'll be the biggest topics and headlines of the week from the worlds of culture, politics, sports, and business. And they'll be open to all kinds of guests. Here is the trailer for their new show. Hey, everybody, I'm Carrie Champion. That is Jamel Hill, and we are Black Women. Think about how many shows on TV right now or that you've ever seen feature two Black women whose opinions are actually driving the show. For so long, people have thought of Black people as the same and think that we always have the same thoughts and think that we always move the same way. So the hope in this show is to talk about everything that is uncomfortable because that's the only time you have real shame. I think that show is going to be dope. dope. Both of those Mm -hmm. women are are smart and, and, and... and bring a lot to the game. I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. So let's make sure we support and watch that show on Vice. Absolutely. All right. And also, let's shout out to August Alsina. He has a new project that's out today, The Product 3. That's the follow-up to his 2015 album, This Thing Called Life. So it's called The Product 3 State of Emergency, and you can actually hear it now. It's available. And he also has a documentary. It's a five-part documentary. It's called State of Emergency, The Rise of August Alsina. It talks about his upbringing as a crack baby, the death of his father, his sister, his battle with an autoimmune disease that almost killed him. Remember, he had to learn how to walk again. Uh, They show him in the hospital with all of that. Here is part of that documentary. I have a liver disease where my immune system is uh, fighting against itself. My liver can't clean out the, the toxins in my body. So those toxins then go to my brain and I get forgetful, really uh, airy and spacey and you know, just feel like Sometimes I don't really speak about my health and sickness because I process it as a bit of a weakness for people to know that I struggle with my health. I mean, me and August Alcina have the same birthday. I usually check on him every couple of months just to see how he's doing. I know he's been going through a lot with his his family and, and how he was raised. He's a good brother. And I, I'm glad he's able to share his story. And, and, and I think it's making him stronger. And he has some new music, and his music sounds good. Yeah, it's a 27-track album that's out. So I know there's no way you heard that whole thing because it just came out. But he has mm-hmm. Yo Gotti on there, Tink, Lil Wayne, Juicy J. Here's part of a song called Resent featuring Lil Wayne and Juicy J. I 
your next bitch. Told Bay that bitch I had before you was just a reference. That's facts, facts. I'm past that, now I'm backtrack. I see you pulling up with his wax, whack it, laughed at like jackass. All right, August. Where's Donnell yeah. Rollins at? You know Donnell Rollins is like the biggest August Alcina fan. I know, I know. That I've ever met. And uh, shout out to August. You know, I met August like even super, super long ago. And I actually hosted his first ever album uh, release party in New York. So, you know, he's a great guy. And I'm happy to see him putting out some music. It's been five years. And I know a lot has happened in his life. All right, Absolutely. Tiffany Haddish has been reflecting. And she talked about declining uh, that role in top five, the Christmas rock movie. I know y'all, you saw top five, right? It's probably the role that Carly Red had. Okay. In the movie, but she says that, uh, you know, she felt like it was disrespectful and that and she had standards early on in her career. Yeah, she said the character was put in a sexually demeaning situation, one that she would never be down for in real life. And she said this during a recent roundtable style interview with The Hollywood Reporter. Now, in addition, Tiffany Haddish is talking about the experience that she had with a police cadet who raped her when she was 17 years old. Here's what she had to say on Vivica Fox's podcast. You were raped by a police cadet when you were just 17 years old? Yes. God, girl, you done had some bad-ass experience with police. And then I dated him for a minute, thinking I could get some type of revenge. Not not the rapist, but it was different police officers that I thought, like, they would help me get get revenge on mm -hmm. that guy or my stepdad, because he, you know, did what he did to us, to the family, you know, and... You know, no, nothing. Just lost this little bit of my soul. Damn, that's that's so crazy. And, you know, she's never talked about who that person was. I know a lot of uh, people always are like, oh, if this happened to you, why didn't you say something at the time? And, you know, it is really difficult to uh, to actually reveal certain things for a lot of women. Some women might right. never even discuss something like that openly. So I do commend her for being able to let people know what happened. She said she lost a bit of her soul when wow. that went down and she explained what the after effects of that was and her trying to just deal with that. So, you know, shout out to Tiffany Haddish. Absolutely. All right. Well, I am Angela Yee and that is your rumor report. Also, shout out to Black who has a new project out today. I like Black. Okay. So I got to make sure I listen to that because I've been listening to August. So now I got to make sure I get into that and that's all going to be happening this weekend. And also, shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. She released a new record uh, last night, I should say. Oh, wait, uh, wait, wait. Before you do that, I forgot, to shout, I forgot to shout myself out. You know, I feel like I'm reporting on everybody else. I forgot to shout out the show that I'm going to be doing. And that show is going to be on Fox Soul. It's a Motown countdown show. And so I just want to shout out to everybody over at um, Fox Soul for that. It's going to be a limited edition four-part series. And it's... Uh, teaming up of iHeartMedia, Motown Records, and Fox Soul. So people will be able to participate as well as we do this countdown show. It's going to be a top five, and that's going to happen. Um, I believe it starts July 7th. Let me just double check and make sure. Yeah, July 7th. It's 30-minute episodes. So it's a countdown of the top five current torchbearers in a particular category. Those categories are hip-hop, classic Motown, Andre Harrell-inspired hits, and songs that encourage change and revolution. So we'll give you guys the opportunity to weigh in and what songs you think are the top five in those categories. And then there'll be a panel of people that can come on and discuss that. So I'm excited for that to start. And that's going to be happening uh, starting July 7th at 10 p.m. 
All right. All right. And again, shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. She released a new record last night. We're going to start the mix off with that. It's a sample of Easy e And let's get into that now. Called Girls in the Hood. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Yee, what are you doing with Fox Soul? Well, yes, Foxo, iHeartMedia, and Motown Records, we are all coming together, and that is to do the limited series Motown Countdown. So that actually premieres on July 7th. I'm really excited. It's 30-minute episodes. It comes on 10 p.m. live on Foxo, and the categories are going to be hip-hop. So you pick the top five hip-hop artists. Uh, also, classic Motown, top five classic Motown songs, top five Andre Harrell-inspired hits, and oh. also the top five songs encouraging change and revolution. So there'll be producers, there'll be artists that'll be joining me, and we'll be having debates and discussions about what those top fives are and what position people should be in. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited. And so I hope y'all tune in. I'll make sure I remind you. All right. Now, when we come back, we got the positive note, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout out to everybody that's going to uh, join me Sunday morning. I'm doing a seminar or a webinar online. The last one we had uh, like 3,000 people. So uh, we're going to be doing one this Sunday. We're going to be talking about real estate. We're going to have a hard money lender talk. We're going to have people... Uh, agents in different markets talking about the hot spots in different markets. Somebody from Chicago, Atlanta, New York, New Jersey, and a host of others. Uh, we have an insurance person that's going to be talking. Uh, Auction.com is going to be sending a representative where we get a lot of our, uh, our, our uh, cheap properties from. So if you want more information about the webinar, just click the link in my bio and you can get all the information you need. Now, now um, it's time to get up out of here. Shout out to Sherry Shepard for joining us this morning. Now you got yes, a I love Sherry Shepard. She's so funny. Uh, yes, yeah. so for today's positive note, I want to shout out to Bougie Bantan. His album, Upside Down, is out today. It's his first album in 10 years. And one of my favorite albums was released in 1995 by Bougie, Till Shiloh. And so I want to uh, quote from the song, Untold Stories. And he says, I am living while I'm living to the Father. I will pray. Only him knows how we get through every day with all the hike and the price, arm and leg we have to pay while our leaders play. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?